morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a Pen and a Napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Episode number 49, hard to believe. This is the 49th inter- uh, interview podcast I've done. Um, that would mean next week's would be number 50. That's a, that's a big one, as 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 George uh, or as uh, Jerry Seinfeld would say to George Costanza. That's a big matzo ball there, Georgie boy. So. Uh, but before we get going here with Coach Matt Kern, the girls' basketball coach at York High School here in Nebraska, you're a two-timer now, Kern. Yeah, I feel blessed, Marty. I feel blessed. Sure. <laughs> well, hey, who could be? You, you, you enter the elite company of Kelly Flynn and Jen Rogge, and who else? Uh, Taverdi, and I'm trying to think who some other. Uh, Mark Kruger. Um, you know that's a that's an esteemed list of two timers there. So um, that's 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 good company to be with, Matt. Yeah, that's, actually that feels great. I mean, those are great coaches, and if your name's sort of even a hair with those guys, you uh, you've done something all right. So that makes you feel real good. Well, that's that's uh, well good to have you on here. We'll like we just talked about. We'll see where the conversation goes. But uh, before we get going with our conversation. Um, we want to thank our sponsor, of course, Cosac Chiropractic, located at 14450 Eagle Run Drive here in Omaha. Coaches, if you have an athlete who is struggling with balance neck or spinal issues, have them go see Cosac Chiropractic. You can check out their practice at cosacchiro.com, that's K-O-S-A-K-C-H-I-R-O.com, or give them a call at 402-964-0300. Be sure to tell them that a pen and a napkin sent you. Also follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. We try to put out daily coaching tidbits on a pen and a napkin, so be sure to follow us there. Now that I'm back in school, and I kind of can get into a little bit better of a daily routine, I hope to, to, to hit that a lot better than what I have here the last few weeks. Uh, if you're listening, you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, so please download, rate, and review. Give us five stars so we can continue to push the word out and help out as many coaches as we can to hone their craft. And of course, if you have any questions, Comments, suggestions, or ideas, email us at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Coach Kern, a Sunday night in York, Nebraska, when it's 206 degrees outside. <laughs> it is, you know, it's funny. I just walk outside. I was in my basement. My kids are running around. They're going to be loud and obnoxious. I figured nobody wants to hear that. So I I came out here. It's humid, but it's still, and just, uh, it's real pretty, but yet it's hot. Yeah. Well, it's, I think, uh, here in Omaha today it was 99 and uh yeah it is is uh I'm, I'm glad I'm indoors so uh glad I'm indoor I'm glad I, I coach an indoor sport so um well hey let's uh let's get going here Matt I know you've you're you're a pretty loyal listener you've listened to quite a few of these so we'll just kind of get this started the way that we normally do just to give folks a little bit of background on you just kind of tell us uh your life's journey here and your coaching journey and how you ended up uh being in uh, York, Nebraska, and being a Duke for quite a while now. Yeah, this is, I just counting, you know, it's amazing that you can forget, but this is year 15, so that's, 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 that's a long time, but, uh, no, I mean, I uh, went to graduate high school in Northwood Scotia High School, no longer in existence, that's out in central Nebraska, they're now uh, Central Valley. Mm-hmm. I went to went to Dana College, which is also no longer in existence. Uh, <laughs> if I were the administration at York High School, I'd be a little nervous right now. <laughs> I do share that a lot of the time, actually. I, I, if I leave, who knows? Bad things could happen. So I, I left uh, Dana, and that shut down. And then actually, the funny—that's not funny, actually—but I, I started my first six years in Whitner, 
with her poker. I actually coached boys basketball, JV boys basketball under Marty Gilson, one of the uh, winningest coaches in state history. And mm-hmm. uh, the building that I taught at, the middle school building in Pillar, Nebraska, that got destroyed by the uh, by the tornado a few years back. So that was a pretty sad deal. But uh, and then uh, on my way to York uh, after six years in Wisner, and I've been here fifteen. And it's been it's been wonderful. Uh, love it here. So so, so b- before we move even further, so there's like the Black Plague, the the, the bubonic plague, the, the Spanish flu, COVID-19, and Matt Kern, and just, like, get the hell out of the way. Yeah, yeah put me on that list. That's just what I need. But, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting run. Yeah, people give me a hard time about that, but that's, that's all right. Dest- I, I'm not leaving New York, so we're good to go here. Destroying academic institutions one step at a time. <laughs> I'm going to get a T-shirt made. <laughs> there you go. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. Just to say, you, you keep going here. Keep talking about you. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, year 15. You know, I coached football and basketball everywhere I've been. Um, I actually did the math. This was like my first year in 30 years. I actually got out of football this year. First time in 30 years I haven't had a fall with pads and the fall with a whistle or with a whistle with a whistle. So it's uh, it's been a long journey. It's been a great journey, but uh, just the opportunity to catch my breath, focus on my kids a little bit. We're uh, we, my wife and I are here. We've got three kids here in New York, and I'm going to be coaching my uh, son in football this fall in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and obviously, I've been coaching basketball with my daughter, my oldest daughter, and my son now too. So I'm, and I've got a little four year old. It's been a great uh, it's been a great run. How, how old's your daughter? Uh, my oldest is 11. She's in the sixth grade, so I'm actually teaching her this year. And she's, uh, yeah, so we've been playing basketball. We got a chance to play a little basketball this summer, which was good. And I know there's a lot of people that were limited, but it was nice to get, get take her a few tournaments. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, is she, does she got game? <laughs> she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. I don't know. I'll brag her up a little. I think she's, uh, she's a great floor general, man. She's going to be a nice point guard. we got to work on her handle a little bit. Get a little quicker. I mean, obviously, obviously, a coach always fatigues, but she got a nice shot. She's a good leader, so there's a lot of good things going on. We got a nice group around her here in New York, which is fun to kind of play with, you know, and try to develop. It's been a fun challenge, something new for me, coaching the youth stuff more than the as much as the high school stuff. Has there been a time where mom? Oh, mom's not even going to choose because she's going to try side with the child every time. But I, you know, you know, has has there has there been a, a tense car ride home? Not too bad. You know, we're pretty cool about it. You know, my wife's she's a coach and athlete too. Uh-huh. And she she's probably harder on my kids than I am at times. And uh, and uh, it's it's we've had good ones. We've had good rides. You know, Kinsley and I do a good job of communicating, and she does. She's a pretty. She's pretty to herself with sports, talking about it uh, on car rides all when I don't bother. I've learned how how I do and don't want to handle the girls uh, through high school coaching and now with youth. It's just it's not very much different with Kinsley, but uh, mm-hmm. we we keep it careful. I and mean, when she's ready to talk, we talk. Yeah, I uh, I coached my my son who's now a senior. He he doesn't play anymore, yeah. but I coached him for for one session and. Two stubborn Italian dudes. Just it's it's a bad combination. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah, that is that is that could be that could be ruthless with each other. Not, you know, and that's at the top. You know, I've I've learned to be I'm pretty I'm pretty chill with it. I mean, there's moments when I get after it, obviously with my high school girls, but you know, just with her one on one, I'm just real. I try to stay calm. I don't know, just from my experience, everything I've 
down. I think that's probably my best interest. Yeah, I was really good. I, I, I mean, not to pat myself on the back too much, but I, I really do think I was a very good uh, sports parent sitting in the stands. I, I yeah. really, did, I really tried not to say a whole lot. My wife smacked me on the leg a couple of times, but all, all in all, I, I know, I, I know, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't bad at all. I, I, I kind of kept all my thoughts to myself, and I let the coaches coach and, and, and that type of thing. And, and uh, you know, it's it's a lesson learned from dealing with other situations, as, as I'm sure you, you, you know, know as a coach how to uh, handle those situations because of probably situations that you've dealt with, with with parents and how you don't want to be perceived as a parent, right? Oh, man, you're spot on. I'll tell you what. One thing, this is for, for young coaches, everybody's listening. When I had a kid, the first one we had, when Kinsley was born, it changed me as a coach. It just it totally gave me a new direction. It helped me understand uh, uh, how I want to approach the team. And, and now, obviously, coaching her, it just gives you a mindset now as a parent and watching her. And, and there's, there's some sports they play where I'm not the coach, which is good, so I can be that parent. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Yeah. You have to take a deep breath. You have to realize this, this, how you want to handle it in a positive way versus, as you know, as we coach, we've had not always positive experiences in the past. Sure. Do you do you fall into that situation sometimes where um, you just want to be a dad with your kids, but sometimes you have parents that are like, but you're the coach and you would help them and blah, 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 and you're like, yeah, I probably. You're, you're thinking this in the back of your head. You're not saying this, but you're thinking it. You know, yeah, but there's just there just comes a time where I just want to just watch and just be a dad. No question. That's, and that's actually been hard because I mean, I coached Kinsley in softball. I'm not a softball coach by any means. I coach, you know, I, I, there's always something to coach him in, and, and I do enjoy it. It is fun. But man, the times when I just could sit back with my wife and watch the game, there's something to be said about that when you're not having that constant reminder of what you do anyway for a living and I know that the expectation is that I do that step in there and I'm always willing to but anytime you can take a breather from that it's great mm-hmm. um, it's a good opportunity yeah you, you talked about uh, coaching at Wisner Pilger with Marty Gilson who's just class act um, great guy uh, what are what are some things that, that you took from from Marty as a as a younger coach and, and have applied it to building a, a really solid program there at York Oh, man, I'm telling you what, when I first started, I wanted to do everything like him. That guy, is a, he's a brilliant coach, he's so disciplined, so, so, so structured, and just, a, he just has done it all, and the kids play hard for him, and uh, he, he's a good relationships guy, but, uh, so when I when I first got to New York, everything I did was the same, I just copied what he did, basically, I tried to be like him, um, but I realized, you know, you can't, you can only do that so much, you have to use who you are, you guess that you're given, and you're traits to uh, to mold the team that you want and uh, uh, I evolved and I grew and it was fun it was fun for me to try to mentor younger coaches under me and those types of things um, I, I'm always indebted to him because he he really helped me grow as a man you know I was a 23 year old kid and I had no idea what I was doing and I loved coaching mm-hmm. I loved being a part of it but uh, he really gave me good insight just the uh, accountability discipline structure you know just how you earn the respect and, and how you, uh, you continue to live your life the right way and he, uh, he does that and he's still coaching which is just awesome you know he's he's, done, he's been all around he's, he's a gross right now and mm-hmm. uh, get some, hopefully get some season in this year and uh, he, uh, he does it he does it pretty hard he, he gets after it and uh, it's, it's been fun to learn from him I still call him often actually yeah I like the suspenders 
walk in and hickory 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 <laughs> that's exactly how that is it's, it is so fun i mean it, it's, it, i'll tell you what when you get a full crowd in there i've been to some uh, CRC final games there and it oh it's intense it's a it's a great atmosphere it's fun yeah the, the the new gyms are nice for the bells and whistles and and that type of thing but you know when i was at healing we played at the pit you know may it rest in peace it just got bulldozed yeah. over a couple of weeks ago and and uh yeah. you know you know those places just have so much character so much history so many great moments and great games and and it's it's hard to uh to let those places go and and there's a certain nostalgia i mean i'm a baseball guy so i love wrigley field i love fenway park you know those type of places um camden yards uh, even though that's not it's not old but it's got the feel of a of an old park you know type of a thing and and i and i think and i think that there's something to be said for hanging on to those old school facilities just to have that. Now you and I think that the kids are like, give me the newest thing you possibly can as well. So, uh, so, but I, I, I'd love to, to check that out. So be at a game. I've never been at a game there. I've been there, but I've never been at a game there. Yeah. Crowds right up on top. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and also the kids, you know, we'll learn over the years that that old stuff is still, you know, it's pretty awesome. You know, they age and just kind of mature and realize how great that is. But, yeah, I mean, going up in a small town, I mean, kids, when crowds are right on you, uh, just being back in a place like that. And don't get me wrong, I love our gym, and I, I would put our gym against anybody in Class B. But, uh, Yours uh, is a unique setup. It is. The, 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 the sucking in like that is amazing. It's, it's cool. I can walk around the, uh, the balcony. And, you know, Elkhorn South actually came and visited us. Um, when they were building their school and uh, if you look at their gym it's almost identical and you look at their colors they did a lot of similar things that they did that we they took a lot of things from us it was pretty cool that we we had that happen so you've heard it here first because of Matt Kern's influence the next <laughs> high school to get hit by a tornado will be Elkhorn South <laughs> I'm never going to be putting that out there you know? I, I wouldn't be good who else and in what way um, has you know has has helped you kind of take that program, and we're going to get into that here in just a, a little bit more in depth here. Uh, but who, other than Marty, who else really kind of helped you influence and push your program in the direction that it's grown in? Where where you guys are very consistently, you're going to be in, if not in the top ten, worst case scenario, you're in the discussion for the top ten in the state. Yeah, you know, and there's so many assistant coaches we've had over the years that have done a great job, so I don't, I'll, I'll be careful, I don't want to miss any. Uh, I will say this, uh, you know, I haven't coached basketball with Glenn Snodgrass, but I, I have to give, you know, he and I grew up together, but I have to give him props for just helping me uh, just continue to develop our, who we are as coaches, you know, and your philosophy, and he and I have those discussions all the time, and I've coached football with him for a lot of years, but he's someone that's been a big influence on me as a coach. Uh, we just, you know, we grew up under the same coach and, you know, when we played together, so you just kind of take a lot of what he, he did for us there. But 
You know, I have to throw, uh, you know, when we first started here, and uh, it, we, we, we had some tough early years. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun to look back and have the discussions with people about, hey, where we were and where we want to be and where we've become and who we are and what the future looks like. And, and, and you know, Ben Meyer, I have to have that, you know, he, uh, he was there from the beginning, and obviously he's moved on. You know Ben pretty yep. well. He's, uh, he's at Elkhorn now, and he's been all around as an assistant there. He had Elkhorn South, Elkhorn High as assistant coach, and he... Oh man, he's he, he helped. He was and he was just that twenty three year old kid when he got here, first year teacher. And I, I was a, I'm the veteran on the staff at twenty nine, and we uh, we were it was fun to build together. He and the, another guy, Jordan Crawford, another guy that was with me, and he he obviously he's got out of coaching now, but he, it was just a lot of fun. And he was a first year coach too. But we uh, we kind of we kind of did it from the beginning there, and then obviously since then I've had a lot of great coaches that have helped, and I could. I could name a ton of them, but uh, yeah, we're very blessed, and I'm very lucky to learn from all of those guys and, and gals because we've uh, it's been it's been a great run. How uh, how crazy has it been? And you brought up Coach Snodgrass, who's done a terrific job for uh, the football program uh, in a state final, and then won a state championship the next year, I believe, um, and and has again built another consistent winner there. Uh, how 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 special has it been? Uh, to build programs side by side together after growing up, you know, down the street from one another, or or however it worked out with you guys. Uh, I didn't do enough research to get your your uh, sixth grade home address or anything like that, but uh, but uh, that that would be a little creepy. But uh, you know, just 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 in that in that thing, you know, the, the this this crazy world has brought you guys to this same place, and you both built quality programs together. You know, Marty, you're giving me chills thinking about it, so I, I do appreciate you bringing that up. Um, you know, we did. We lived a couple houses down from each other. We grew up together. We did everything. We lived to wait to play football. We won a state title as kids. You know, we talked about these goals and these dreams since we were little in high school, and then obviously he went on, did his own thing. I did my thing, and we ended up together, which we talked about for a lot of years. We wanted to coach football together, so when we had the opportunity to do that, it was uh, – special. Um, I, I would suggest that to anyone. You know, when you have people you trust, when you have people that you believe in and have similar philosophies, that you, you can do a lot of good things. Uh, you, and you know, that's the thing that we're very blessed with. A lot of people that have similar ideals that we have, and, and uh, you know, the, the coaching staff on the football team, the coaching staff on our basketball team, we, we just uh, have a lot of similarities. So that it's, it's been a it's been a special run. You know, our families are close. Um, his wife coached basketball with me for a number of years. Um, it's 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 been special. Our kids, you know, our kids are different ages, but uh, we live right now. We live four houses down, also again. So we hang out all the time together, and those are things that it, it's something you don't realize. You know, a lot of people they graduate high school, they don't they lose touch with their high school friends, and uh, you know, we've been best friends forever. You know, best men in the weddings, things like that. So it's been a to do it together, to do it with these great kids and families that we have in New York. It's been special. Mm-hmm. As you've as you've built this up, um, you know you've you you got to, and I don't mean to. As I bring up these good memories, I don't mean to bring up a, a bad memory uh, or, or two. But uh, you know, you've you've got your team. <clears throat> you know, you built kind of build it up from scratch. Um, you get down to the state tournament, make a couple runs, look like you're in position uh, to 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 bring home the big trophy, and just kind of got snake bit a few times. And you know the, the 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 process of of bouncing back from that, 
disappointment. Um, and I know I don't. It's not disappointing when you end up in a state semifinal and and you make it there two or three years in a row and and that type of thing. It's but at the still at the same time, you're it's it feels it. Was there a, a part of you that kind of said, "God, this feels like it's so close, but yet it's so far away." And and what do we need to do to kind of get over that hump? You know, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Those feelings are so real. You know, it's it's natural. You, you know, we have we have three semifinal losses in a row. Um, you know, you lose to teams like South Sioux City at their peak there. You lose to Elkhorn South at their peak. Oh, uh, yeah, I know all about <laughs> losing to the to, to South Sioux at their yeah, peak. <laughs> you, yeah, you went against those guys for years. And it, it's, uh, it's tough because I feel, you know, the biggest thing I felt the most, it was painful to coach, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, I feel bad for those girls who, the, the time that they committed and, and the parents and families. Listen, you know, you, you, the good thing about being su- successful is you're winning a lot of games, you're having those wins and excitement, but you also, the expectation is to go win a state title every year, which I wouldn't change that for anything, but that is tough. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it hurts, but, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing I've learned from those losses is it's been a few years now that these girls will come back and we talk about them still, just the big wins, the big games. And you you, you want to win them, but the memories you have for the season and the relationships you build over that time is what you always go back to. And I, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to, I can text those girls now and they would text me right back. And I just, that's, that's important to me and that's something that, uh, you know, we'll always have. What's it been like, you know, um, you kind of took over, and, and you and you and Coach Snodgrass kind of both in the same situation, just really big rebuilds, and and both of you have, have gotten to this really high level. Um, what, uh, what, is, what were some things that surprised you, maybe perhaps both in a positive way and a negative way, and the experience of okay at the beginning and there's no expectations to now you know you've you've had good runs you've you've been on the cusp and and now there's more and more expectations you know has there been a difference you know what's what's that experience been like for you yeah the building up was so fun um i mean that was the support you got because i guess one surprise that you have you know I, once you put it out there, you put a plan together, um, it was so fun to see how many uh, parents and kids jumped on board. It was it was fast and furious. Now, we didn't win right away. It took four years mm-hmm. to really get going. But 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 uh, just to see how, and then when you had that initial surge, the energy in the gym, the energy in the community just was different. And that was the same with football. You know, it was, just, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Um, but you can just sense that. But uh, that, that's something I'll always remember, and just having those memories of getting getting to that level, and and, and that's you take that with forever. But uh, yeah, now <laughs> you know we won we won 17 games last year, which is a really good season. I mean, I, the last team we had to go to state only won 16, mm-hmm. um, but we lost. Ended up losing first round to Elkhorn, who won the title. But. Uh, that 17 win sure didn't seem like it was a really good year considering we're in Lincoln. And that's, and that's tough. You, know, yeah. you hate that. You hate to have that feeling. Uh, that's a natural feeling. It's very natural. Parents, players, the coaches. But it, it's something that you have to look back. And that's hopefully as the years go by, you realize, wow, what a special year. Great kids, great memories, and uh, you move on. But those are those are the challenges. I, mean, I, I wouldn't change it. I always told my wife, and I, I gotta be careful with this, but I always said, I want them to fire me someday if they're only going 500. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> and I know that's a dangerous thing to say, but 
Yeah, I want those expectations to constantly be high. When we talk to the girls, oh yeah, we're in the top five teams. That should be the norm. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's something I believe is happening in Europe. Yeah, and we're going to get to that here in, in just a little bit about that kind of that building that within the community here. So don't don't screw up my podcast here, Kern. Don't 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 uh, don't 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 put the cart ahead of the horse here. I never. What you're doing is great, man. This is so good for coaches. So good to just communicate. I love what you're doing, so I won't do that. To you. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. The Golden Apple Award winner. <laughs> this this is how deep I go, Kern. This is how deep I go. <laughs> To, explain to our listeners what that what that is. Yeah, Golden Apple Award. Okay, um, Golden Apple Award is the Teacher of the Year in our district, basically um, voted on by uh, a committee of teachers uh, that have previously won the Golden Apple. You're nominated by someone within the district. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I guess uh, that was something that surprised me. We I won that uh, at our opening, you know, ceremony or whatever you want to call it, opening talk this year to the school year. And, and they announced that and put that out there, and uh, I, was, I, was, I was very honored, humbling, because there's so many good teachers over the years that have won that, and you're just like, oh, I'm probably not in that, you know, you're not in that uh, list, but uh, somebody felt that I had done some good things, and, you know, I, I want, I, it, it, the cool thing for me that I always wanted to say, if that ever did happen, was, hey, you can be a coach, and you can be a teacher, and you can do well both, and, you, and I, I always don't think I'm doing well enough. I think I can always do better, but uh, so obviously getting recognized is a great thing. And, um, and so that's, that's very nice and very humbling. How important is it, you know, a lot of, a lot of young coaches, and this is kind of speaking more to the younger coaches who are, who are high school coaches. Uh, how important is it to, to keep your classroom stuff in order and emphasize that first before you take care of the, the, the football or the basketball and, 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 and why that is so important? Yeah, that's the most important. Um, I mean, that's well, most of your paycheck is your teaching. So, yeah. <laughs> unless you're in coaching college, so you better make that a priority. And that's no. I mean, uh, you're there for kids, no matter what. Now, we I understand how important sports are. I'm never going to trade that for anything either. Mm-hmm. But you, you're, you're, it's my job to do my best, uh, and no matter what field I'm in. I, I always tell you know we always talk about roles on our team. If you're the ninth person off the bench, by gosh, you're gonna be the best ninth person off the bench you can be in the state, mm-hmm. and that's 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 your job. So if I'm gonna be a teacher, I'm gonna teach science at the York Middle School. It's my job to be the best science teacher I can be. So I, I commit to that, and I, I try to um, establish that as a as a priority as well. And and I think when you have that opportunity too, that's where you can start. It helps you learn how to be a better coach, and vice versa. I mean, teaching and coaching, it's it's all part of it. And, yeah, I can't stress that enough for yeah, coach. And I remember when we were younger, coaches came in, all they did was coach, and sometimes you you almost make fun of them because they didn't focus on teaching. And now I'm, you better get your you know ducks in a row if you're teaching, or it's hard to be a coach for very long. Yeah, yeah. Um, sixth grade science is that what you teach? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, history history stuff for me. I refuse to teach a subject that doesn't have a television network named after it. <laughs> Hey, I get it. I get it. That's my daughter's favorite subject, man. That's oh, all right. Who's her favorite person in yeah. history? She likes she likes the uh, um, American history 
around the world to work time, stuff like that. She, oh. she really likes that stuff. Gotcha. She's only 11, so she's really, that's amazing for her to get, you know, get into that, so that's pretty cool. Well, next time I see you and and see yeah, you with her, see her probably. yes, yes, then your daughter and I, are, we're just going to sit down and we're going to have a chat, and we're going to talk about, <laughs> you know, did Hitler make a mistake invading the Russia too soon? Uh, what should he have done differently, <laughs> you know? Uh, what was siege warfare the right maneuver in World War One? I? I mean, we we're gonna have a good time. Make sure she's got her notebook with her. I'm all in. I'm all in. Okay. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pivot here a little bit, Matt, and uh, uh, we're gonna kind of get into your real uh, basketball nerd X's and O's philosophies and, and stuff like that. But before we do that, uh, we're gonna put out the Don Meyer quote of the day. Um, the GOAT here, Don Meyer. Uh, and if, if you'd like to comment on it, Coach, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, the Don Meyer quote of the day is, Recognize and reward players who put the team first, not just the gifted ones. Huge. That's huge, man. I, I, I got in trouble. I got in trouble as a young coach. Um, and I'll tell you what, good thing about coaching girls is they'll call you out. And they will let you know if you are <laughs> putting a favoritism at all, or if you're showing too much of this or that for one player. And it's so easy when the oh that girl can score, that girl can play, or whatever. It's so easy to give them that attention. You know, uh, I, I got called out. It was one of the best things ever on my earlier teams, and they let me know they didn't appreciate it, and I fixed it. And that's just how you have to be. You have to learn, man. Learn from your mistakes. And uh, yeah, the uh, the players you want to recognize the roles that they have and what they do. We, we make that a priority in our program. That's not just from the coaches, but from the players as well. How do you do that? We talk about it a lot. You know, and that's the biggest thing. We try to show it. We we reward it through. I mean, we're not going to give just like a um, extrinsic reward, like here is a gold star. We don't, that's not necessarily, I mean, you'll see some of that, I guess, but we, we really emphasize it just through action, um, we talk. We when, we when we have a lot of team meetings, we have a lot of discussions, and we talk about who's doing that. We'll ask for input from the players. We'll we'll emphasize it. All oh, right, into practice, I'm gonna say, hey, this girl's doing this, man. That's what we want, and just leave it at that. And so you can you can tell who's hearing that and who listens, and and, and that makes them feel good. You know, they, they're not a primary sport, but that's what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they're just getting rebounds, or maybe they're just being a positive team on the bench you have to communicate it you have to talk about it overemphasize it because that's that's how roles are established that's how team cultures developed from my perspective how do you have uh, you said you have you you meet a lot how do you have um, and I don't know what when you say a lot of meetings, I don't know how many that is exactly, but uh, if you are having, you know, some coaches are, are big meeting guys, and it sounds like you are, and others of them are just like, okay, we're going to talk for like two minutes at the beginning of practice, and we're just going to play, but, you know, how do you keep your kids engaged uh, when you when you have those multiple uh, meetings and sit-down discussions, and you're, you're not in the, in the gym uh, with the ball, basketballs in your hands? Yeah, that's a good question. And yeah, when I say meetings, yes, meetings can be anywhere from that two minutes to 30 minutes or whatever. We don't do a lot of long meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm so ADD. I do not like to sit and talk a long time. But we do have a few of those that I think are big, too. But, you know, we limit it. Anytime you have a film session, and we do, we do quite a bit of film stuff, but when we do a film session, uh, you know, two to five minutes of it at the beginning or end is going to be talking about the, those important things about culture. Mm-hmm. Um, breaking down huddles at the beginning or end of practice, they're going to be 
one to two minutes of culture every time. Right? And again, it's, it, when you preach it, when you preach it constantly, it, it starts. It, it starts. You start hearing it. You know, um, one thing we always talk about is how we're into that condition team in the state. And I know I've had girls over the years so tired of hearing that while they're conditioning. <laughs> because it's just a mindset. If they keep hearing that, I've had girls tell me, oh, is that too team of state coach? Yeah, exactly. Because, and I don't know if we are or not. I, but if you, if you hear that and believe it, that makes a difference. And you just fight through it in the fourth quarter, things like that. So I'm a big believer in, um, I don't know if propaganda's are right. You know, just keep saying it out there all the time. Put it out there. Let them know. And, and uh, hammer it away and you believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing something right, and you've you've built built up something. But you're you're in a um, a, a, a it's not a unique situation because you're in a situation where most coaches are. Uh, but at the same time, you're you're competing at the second largest class in the state of Nebraska. But you're kind of you're not on on an island island, but. Uh, you're not getting a bunch of open enrollment or, or, or anything like that, or you're, you're probably not getting a lot of kids moving into your district uh, when they're in junior high and high school, kind of like the, you know, the kids that are there or the kids that are there. And, and not only that, you're, you're, you're sharing with, with softball or volleyball or track and, and, and multiple sports. And so one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is what you got, and, and, and there are other uh, other successful girls sports programs at York High School. Uh, so what are, what are you guys doing to make it work so that these kids can develop in, in two and three sports, uh, but also keep the edge on your program and, and have those kids developing their skills that are important for them to succeed in your sport as well? Yeah, another great question. Something we're taking a lot of pride in here. You know, we, we you think about the coaches that we coach with. That's, that's, step one is, is the communication with other coaches. So when you talk about multiple sports, you have to be able to work together. I mean, I, I just I just don't see it as much anymore where you have the one dictatorship of a coach that just runs the show. And in some schools it happens. I know it does. Um, but in, in York, that's not the case. That's not my personality. We want to work with the volleyball and softball program, track program, and any tennis program, you name it. We want to work together because uh, we know if we can build all our athletes up, have success in certain areas, they're gonna it's going to carry over. So that's just through a constant communication. I mean, I remember working... And our softball program has been so successful over the years, and just working with Coach Sievers uh, on, a, on a schedule in the summer. I, mean, I, I, we, I work around things, she worked around things, and you have to give and take, and that's it's it's what makes the program the best. I and mean, we have that relationship now with with, uh, with the coaches we currently have. But but for me personally, it, it's about, and this is what from the get go, it was about getting the young players in the gym and using the and I hope one of my strengths is energy and just enthusiasm. And I just want them to be a part of that. So sometimes our team, our basketball camps for first, second, third years, things like that, are not always a ton of basketball sometimes, and we try to. But man, they sure like the ice cream Sundays at the end of camp. <laughs> and, and I know they're coming back the next year. And, and as they keep coming back, they keep building that relationship with you and, and your energy just rubs off on them. That's what my goals have always been. And I feel like that's something that has always paid off for us because I can see girls coming to the program. And then as they get a little bit older and they start getting on their own team and we have multiple uh, Duke Hoop sessions and then we have 
we oftentimes when we first started we were slow I thought so we had to compete against boys so we, we do a lot of practices against boys um, in the um, elementary grades just to speed them up and when you start doing things like that uh, you're bound to, it's, it's going to pay off and we I started doing that with my daughter's group this summer practicing against boys and it's it's amazing what the difference is just because it's faster. Mm-hmm. It is amazing um, when you get into a camp. Um, you talked about ice cream sundaes or whatever, uh, uh, you know, popsicles. Uh, it, it, flavored frozen water on a stick is unbelievably <laughs> attractive to campers. It is. It is, man. It just, like, makes their whole day. They don't need T-shirts. They don't want that. They want, they want you to hook them up. I mean, I, I motivate them. I'm telling you, I walk into that elementary gym, so we'll go to elementary school, and we'll sit there, and I'll get all the elementary girls in one room and in the gym, and we and I go, all right, have you been to camp? And I'll raise their hand, and what do you remember about camp? And they all say it every single time. Oh, I think Sunday's the best day, the last day, you know. Yeah. And we do it up, man, and get Oreos and sprinkles and you name it. That's <laughs> what makes it fun, I guess. <laughs> the dentist in York must appreciate you very much. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's fun. I coached two of his daughters, and uh, <laughs> and they were really good ones to come through, so that was good, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys, to make this work, and, and you're talking about roles, you know, you guys as, as, as head coaches there at your school are kind of checking your egos in at the door for the good of the kids. And I think sometimes when the kids see the, the coaches checking their egos in, it, it, it I think that perception of that helps with them kind of checking their egos in a little bit. I totally agree. You can just see it and sense it. I mean, you're right on, Coach. Uh, there's just so many good kids and parents, and uh, and the coaches we all work with. I mean, it's, it is an absolute blessing here, and I know it's not like this everywhere. I, mean, I just hear other coaches, and it's not like that. Well, and the administration. I mean, the support we have is unbelievable. I uh, I don't know. It just seems so natural for uh, for me as part of this and us. Uh, it just makes me confused why some places. This is a whole other story for another day, but I don't understand why uh, Big Ten commissioner can't. Uh, Swallow his ego and just say, "Hey, I made a mistake," and then fix it. Things like that. You know, I don't understand that because for me, it's just giving like, "Yeah, I made the mistake. I gotta get better and learn from it." I don't know. Yeah. It seems simple. Yeah. That's that's why they pay themselves the big bucks. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you kind of let me have free reign here with some stuff to talk about, and I kind of went through my, my list of topics, and I thought, you know, I kind of looked, and I was like, well, what if, what's some stuff we haven't talked about very much? And so I picked out three or four things that I want to talk about with you, and, um, you know, see what you got, all right? So, you ready? Sure. All right. Um, prepping for a game. What's your process uh, to get your, your, your plan, uh, your, your plan, uh, Grand Island Northwest on Friday night. So, what's your what's your progression? Um, let's say you got a game on. Uh, I don't know. Let's say you let's say that you're playing Friday Saturday. So you're you're playing Northwest on Friday. So it, it's Friday. It's uh, it's the middle of January. Uh, how are you going to set up your your practice in a typical? And I know there's there's ebbs and flows based on health and sickness and and all these other issues. Uh, but but what's your build up to get your team? Uh, most prepared that you can to get ready for that Friday night game against against Northwest. 
Yeah, and that's the, and that's the first focus. So very rarely, uh, and this is with us, very rarely do we even think about the Saturday game. Now, sometimes, let's say Saturday runs a flex offense, um, and you know Friday we're just going through their motion and stuff like that. Um, sometimes we'll throw a little tiny bit of flex defensive shell type stuff in during the week just to make sure we're ready for that and not let them know that that's uh, the, the, the next opponent. So we're always focusing on the first game first, and very rarely does it even get come bring up until um, Saturday morning when we do our walkthrough for the Saturday afternoon game. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean if we got a week of practice, we love that. Uh, you know, first and foremost, we're we're going to evaluate our last game. So our, the coaches are good at this. They, what we didn't do well, so we're, that, that's a priority in our practice routine for, let's say, Monday and Tuesday. We're looking at, okay, we did not help the helper or whatever it would be. So we're going to make sure that is a point of emphasis during our defensive drills. I mean, obviously, all coaches take, what, 30 to 45 minutes of standard warm-ups or transition step or whatever. Um, but we're then going to hammer the, the – uh, needs that we feel are an issue with our team at that point. And we'll, we'll make sure that's a third of the practice. Um, but uh, then, yeah, you're looking at uh, we're going to break down what they're doing defensively, so, and we're going to really hammer our offense. So we'll have a film session. Usually we do it after the first practice. So Monday, we'll usually do it Monday night, and then we go into Tuesday, and we'll do the same thing. So we usually do it right after the practices. Sometimes we'll go ahead of it, but it just depends where we're at. Like the, the scouting report, when we have that handed out, we'll, we'll get that out right before practices. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, just want to, we want to make sure we fix our issues first. Secondly, we're going to focus on what they're doing defensively so our offense is ready to roll. Defense is always such a priority for us that uh, that's pretty normal for the girls. Like they'll just know that the defensive part of the practice is always going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we'll look at matchups. We, we talk about matchups quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Um, I mean, I could probably get a little more specific, but I'm not sure what you want for sure. So, so what's you know what's Monday? You know, Wendy. Let's. How about this? When uh, you know, if if you're playing Friday and you got Monday through Thursday, when do you start yeah. preparing for Northwest? And and how do you? What's your step by step process in that scenario? If I know I have all those days. Every single day is going to get a Northwest attention. And that, that's kind of like my old football coaching in me. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all the week to prepare. So it's going to be very similar from that. And with that said, the first couple of days, like, we probably had a Saturday game the weekend before. So we're really recovering from that, fixing some, some concerns. But we are going to spend a lot of that time focusing on what we can do to handle their, uh, their threats. You know, when you – a lot of it was defensive matchups, you know, versus a Whitney Brown. So when you have to focus on that, we will take all four days and we will run through all their plays that we know of and just their motion of somebody, that person, and we're going to make sure we know where she's at. Mm-hmm. And so then there's a point of emphasis made um, on our defensive reps, but that's that's huge. And we know Northwest is going to probably play man-to-man, so we're going to really, really focus on our uh, man offense all four days. I mean, it is the practices are pretty hammered out by then because if you're in January, you know, the you can do all the fun drills and fun things we have, and we still do a little bit of that, but you really, uh, you can isolate yourselves into what you need to do. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, so what are you doing like, uh, what are you doing like Thursday? What's your Thursday look like? And then what's your game day routine? Yeah, Thursday, you know, I was a little lighter. Um, a lot, I mean, I love walking through set plays. So like, I'll start off practice sometimes. First session might just be a eight minute walkthrough, not walkthrough, an eight minute run through 
of all of our sets. Now, we don't run sets all the time, but they are. A lot of coaches will say, well, why are they so good? Why do you run your set plays pretty well? And every team's different. Some play teams don't run it as well, but we tend to make an eight-minute segment right at the beginning of each practice. All right, let's go. Let's get loose. It's like a, it's like a warm-up. It's like your warm-up or dynamic warm-up because we're just going through the plays and we try to get as many down as we can and we just try to race through them um, with multiple groups. So, you, you, you know, we're going we're gonna to make sure we get that done on Thursday at a high level now and make sure that they're crisp uh, with the defense. And those are things that we like to do. But uh, the practice is a little more, uh, it's not, we're not running down in like we would on Monday, Tuesday where we're going to really burn up our legs. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, you start backing down a little bit. And mm-hmm. then Friday's Saturday game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that many days, it's nice to run them. It's nice to get them going and just yeah. let them know we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your what's your pregame look like? You know, if if I'm going to tail you around, you know, um, you know what how are what are you, are you, what are you putting up on the board? What are you putting up on the locker room? Uh, are you writing some stuff on there before the kids even get in the locker room? Uh, you know, what's what's that what's that look like? I, I, I get to, I'll give you I give you the whole detail. I get I get to the gym at. Uh, Tip off of the JV game, okay. I, 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 and I'm old fashioned, so I set up my camera because I love to do that. I walk up to the deck up at the home game, I set up my camera right while tip off's going. I'm watching the JV game, the varsity camera that is, mm-hmm. and I just sit there watching. And oftentimes, the opposing coach comes over, we talk. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is great. Then I, then I might uh, when I go sit in the same exact spot every single time behind our bench but up to the right so I'll sit there and I'll just be like watching and kind of observing I, I try to take a picture or two so I can put it on Twitter just kind of see how the girls are doing sometimes I'll take notes because I like to see how uh, what TV players are playing in the varsity from my scouting report um, at halftime I'll go get a popcorn <laughs> <laughs> I do like that I gotta have one of those I just get you we're, we're worked in a little bit then I come back and right at the end of the third quarter the start of usually right at the third the girls go in that's their timing. So they'll be in there the whole third. Uh, right at the end of the third, start of the fourth, I go in and I start writing on the board. So I write, my first thing I always write down is the primary matchups. So you're looking at everybody's matchups on the board who you're guarding and then tendency. Uh, just a little tendency. If it's a key player, you know, you highlight what their tendency is real quick, which is all on the scouting report, but it's a great review. Then I write underneath that, I write what this team wants to do. And everything I do is in, in, in list of three. So I'll put what do they want to do, and then I have three things they want to do. And, you know, if it's, if it's Northwest, I'm probably right, and they want to uh, play man-to-man. They're man-to-man pressure. Um, they, and they look for Whitney. They're going to look for Whitney Brown as a key, you know, and, or whatever the third key might be. And then uh, up on the top of the board, so that's all on the left side. Up in the top middle, I put offense, what we want to do. So we have three things on offense that we want to do to control the game. And then I write defense, what three things we want to do to control the game. And then I might have some plays drawn up, or they do, or just some just quick inbounds things, or just things that are a press break real quick that we need to look at that we've worked on all week. And then I always on the board, I write play hard, play together, because that's what we, that's our motto forever. And uh, we talk about it at about the four-minute mark. So I'll leave after I write that down. It takes me about three minutes, and, or whatever it takes. And I... We even at about the four minute mark, I come in, uh, grab the girls, and we talk about all of it. And it's uh, it's good. They're they're locked in, they're focused. Um, it's uh, it's good, and we finish right about a minute left or less for the game. Thirty seconds, we walk into the JV game, and we go. Mm-hmm. 
any game. Yeah, that, that, was more, that was more descriptive than you probably wanted. No, no, that's awesome. That's 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 really good stuff. I mean, that's that's exactly that's that's basketball nerd haven right there, man. Um, <laughs> other than York High School, who has the best popcorn in the Central Ten? Man, see, and that's that is a that, that's a really good question, and I and I and I I have this discussion with a lot of coaches, a lot of kids, a lot of players. Because I'm always going to grab one, and you know, Coach Shane Gallagher, another guy I worked with, a great coach. He always grabbed the popcorn in every place we went, and he and I would discuss that. And I, I'm not, I can't even give you the number one. I can't. I do like ours. I need to. I need to do a better job of that. But years ago, I was going to do a, something on Twitter about it. I'm going to take a picture of a gym, take a picture of the popcorn and name and give them a ranking, but I just haven't done that. Yeah. Best 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 popcorn in Omaha is at yeah. is at Marty Gilson's Gross Catholic High School. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, now you got me fired up. I yeah. do Oh, now you're 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 going to need an angioplasty afterward because there's there's so much <laughs> butter on there and they salt the crap out of it. But that's what just makes <laughs> it glorious. You know, you're just and, and and you know, gross is a tough place to play at anyway, but when you're when you're in a when you're in a butter and salt coma going into your pregame talk you can't even speak english at that point because you're you know uh just because of the popcorn so um that that that's that's the that's the lebron of popcorn in the river cities conference so i like it i like it that is so good yes best hot dogs that that i've had in in my years uh waverly waverly had yeah, yeah waverly had the best hot dogs yeah. I'll tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark it down this year, and I'll let you know at the end of the year. I'm gonna really be more descriptive on the popcorn this for for this season. See what it looks like. I think you owe the state of Nebraska that, Kern. <laughs> I can do that. I, I that th- might be a big. That might be a big one. That yeah. might be big. Yeah, I don't care how many games you win. I could care less how many games you win, but I want to see the popcorn poll. I I, I got to see the report on social media. We'll get it out there. All right. I like that too. All right. Uh, no, your your pregame stuff. I think that's fascinating. You know, how do you get your team primed and and ready to go on a on a nightly basis and the and the process you go through? And you know, the the, the couple of years that I took off, you know, I was able to uh, a lot of really good coaches let me in behind the the curtain and. Um, you know, I learned a lot. I mean, I've been doing it for 24 years, and I've been in hundreds of pregame pregame talks, and uh, I learned something new every place that I went. And everybody has a different style. Nobody does it the same way. Um, and and picked up little tidbits here and there. That's ah, yeah, that's that's good. I like that. And um, I, I think that's you know to get your team to consistently play hard and find that mental space is a really underrated aspect of, of, of a coach and their staff and how they get their kids ready to go. That's, that's good. So I, I would love to go see more. I told, like, uh, getting out of football, I talked about how I'd love to go watch a few football practices just to see the differences. But I agree. I mean, I kind of took a lot about what Coach Gilson did, and then I and then I switched it and did a little of my own. But, uh, you know, I like to have – another thing I like to have to do is kids talk in the locker room. So – I'll always ask them their matchups. I always ask them, you know, I'll talk about it, but I'm going to say what they can say about it uh, right after we do that. And uh, and you tell them, you know, so the younger girls that come in for the first time and hear and all that, they're they're pretty. It's pretty. I think they're probably like, wow, this is what actually goes on in the pregame. And I think it's a good thing that we do. But I'm always open to getting that new ideas too. 
it, you know, I think for, for younger kids as they, as they come up and through your program, um, I, I think the, and I actually had this discussion with my AAU team this weekend. We, we talked about how, you know, it's, it's not easy. I don't, when, when I say easy, it's not easy, but you know, it's easy to go from bad to good or to average. It's, it's, it's pretty, you know, you can go from, you can go from bad to average, but it's harder to go from average to good. And it's even harder to go from good to very good and the hardest step, but it's the smallest step. Like you talked about going from 17 wins to 18 or 19 wins. That hardest step is, is, it's the smallest step, but it's the hardest step is going from, from very good to great. And, and it's those details along the way that you need to figure out as a coach, as a player, uh, to, to, to bring yourself and to bring your team and to bring your performance and elevate it up to that level. That's, that's, Absolutely. And, and to maintain it once you get there, oh man, because everybody wants to knock you off. It's, I love that vibe. You have to have girls that understand that vibe and want to, hey, we know we're getting our best shot, we're going to bring it. And, and that's, that's not always easy. No, no, it's not. And, and you, have to, you have to prepare your kids even more so. Because, like you said, you, you know, um, once you've had that success, um, now York is a big game on almost everybody's schedule, and when you took over, it wasn't. And 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 now you know your kids understand that there's, uh, and I, I don't mean this in a in a that there's other things more important than girls basketball, but in the context of girls basketball, it is a burden to carry that you have to accept and willingly accept that this is part of your responsibility of playing for a really good program. I agree. It's so good. I mean, I can. We have a couple stories of times when we played a team and and they beat us. And uh, we, there was a court storm. I mean, it was a big deal on their home court. We lost the game. They, I, I stopped before we went to the locker room. I, I just asked the girls to watch. And that's, a, that's. I mean, that's. It means a lot, you know. When you can beat a York, and that's what we. That's the reputation. That's the. That's the vibe we want. And there's a lot of things like that out there that have uh, established themselves, and we're trying to continue to maintain that for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I got a couple other things, but what do you want to talk about? You can ask me anything you want. I'll ask you. How's it going? Are you, are you ready to get back into this? I'll give you a quick. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about too much, but it's. Are you ready for this again, or are you ready to go? It, it's been awesome. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the kids and the, and the parents have been terrific. Um, they, uh, they've, they've been open-minded about everything that we asked them to do. Um, uh, like a lot of people, you know, like everybody, we were limited as to what we could do because of COVID and we kind of started doing some stuff and then we got shut down, um, which is understandable. I mean, we got to take care of the, the health concerns and all that other stuff. Um, but it's been really good. Um, it's been really good. Uh, you know, the administration has been terrific. You know, uh, I, I've, I, I keep telling my athletic director, you know, uh, I haven't had a bad day yet. I know a bad day is going to happen at some point, but I haven't had a bad day yet. Um, and there's just been a, a real um, appreciation for, for everything that we've, we've brought to the table. Um, with with the kids and and what we've asked them to do, the direction that we've asked them to go, we've we've asked them to invest more than they have uh, in the past. Um, you know, uh, you know, we want to, the, the kids. One of the things that the kids told me, um, 
was they wanted to uh, have girls basketball taken seriously at our school. And I said, okay. And I'm, and I'm on board. I'm on board with that. You know, um, they, they said, we're kind of tired of, of, of having the perception of the program that we've had. And I said, Hey, that's why, you know, I'm, that's, I'm glad to hear that. Are you now you can say that, but are you ready to invest in the way that you need to invest to change that perception? And they said, yes. And, and so, okay, I really challenged them and put some things in front of them. And you know what, Matt, they, they hit every check mark along the way this summer with what, again, with, with, with the, with the limited, uh, capacity that we could operate. Um, they, they hit everyone along the way. And so, um, I've been really proud of them. Um, you know, we're a, we're a small school. Um, and so a lot of my kids are doing, uh, you know, volleyball and, uh, softball and that type of stuff. So that's going to be a little bit different than being at Scott, where a lot of our kids, we were able to start doing kind of just basketball stuff with them around Labor Day. Um, so that will be a change, but, but that's okay. That's okay. I know, I know most everybody else at our competition level is going to be in the same place. Um, so, so there's no big advantage or disadvantage. Um, you know, if we're, you know, we're at a disadvantage because everything we're going to be doing once we get into real practice is going to be completely new to them. Um, and you know, you have, you have a couple years to think about stuff. You, you change, you, you know, I've changed some things. I've changed some things the way that I would do things. Um, just like any coach, I made plenty of mistakes. Um, I, I did a lot more good than I did bad. Um, but, you know, one of the things that was really good about the last couple of years was to go out and and see practices at, at all different levels. I mean, um, high school, college, small college, big college, uh, that type of stuff. And it was a great opportunity to um, learn, to, to either verify what you already do and you go, okay, I like the way I, I do this because I've seen it done this way, this way, this way, and this way. And I still like my way the best. So I'm going to keep doing whatever that is, whether it's shell drill or, or how you line up before practice or any of that type of crap, you know? Um, it, but, um, it was, it, you know, that helped with that. And, and I, I was just so lucky to have the people that open their doors to me to to help uh, to 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 allow me to to learn from them and a lot of these folks I mean Skirtle and I went head to head two or three years for for fifteen years and and he was okay. so so gracious you know Kelly Flynn Raggy uh, Taverdi you know Coach McDermott down at Creighton Coach Hoiberg at Nebraska uh, uh, Brittany Lang who who was at at Nebraska Omaha uh, Coach Flannery down at Creighton I mean I sound like I'm name dropping here uh, I sound like such an ass right now but you know every everybody you know Dave 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 Deal at Millard North Mark Kruger at Millard West you know all of these guys uh, were, were all these guys and gals were just so gracious to to allow me to just take take stuff in and, and, and just let me be a mouse in the corner. And I always tried to be really respectful of it. Um, but I think that was kind of, I, I'm coming back into it. You know, the biggest thing is, is refreshed and recharged, but also oh, yeah. with what we're going to be doing, I, I've, I've never felt better about the direction I want to take a program, if that makes sense. 
totally, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, just the opportunity to observe and learn and just pick new ideas is, is, is most coaches don't get that. I've always said that. When I first started coaching, I was like, isn't there just one way to do this? It's the right way to do it. <laughs> I just wanted someone to tell me, do it this way, you know? And obviously there's way many more and you have to figure it out on the way. So, it's, yeah, no, you're right on, man. You know, and the and the the fascinating thing is is uh, there's so many different ways to do so many different things. You know, uh, I, when I went to watch Skirdla practice, he did a great job. He had stations rolling, and and he had four or five active coaches at four or five different stations. And I mean, it's it's going, and it's intense, and that type of stuff. Um, but and then you go to somebody else's practice, and it's and it's it's different, you know. And, and maybe they're doing two stations at a time, or let's say, or something like that. But they're still breaking it down, uh, you know. But but there's there was just strong correlations with with everybody that with with what they did um and and the the number one thing was uh you know a strong plan a belief in in what direction they were taking them you could you could see and and i'm not going to say who or what or where uh but you could see um examples of of coaches who knew exactly where they wanted to go and why they wanted it, and the kids understood why their coach was taking them in that direction. And then there were a few yeah. times where you where you saw, you know, it looked like the, the coach was kind of searching for what they kind of wanted to do and, and where they wanted to go, and, and, and they, they weren't set with that. And, and I think, you know, whatever you do, I, I think probably the biggest thing is whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go with what you're doing, you gotta. You have to believe in it first before your kids can believe in it, and and I think that's kind of the one of the biggest things that I took away from it. That's huge. I mean, that is absolutely huge because um, you know, especially when you're young, and even as an older coach, you, you question it if something's not working, and if you show that question to your team, or you, you know, they'll pick up on it, and you, you got to just stay the course. Sometimes coaches change too fast, and they're like, "Oh, okay, this differently because it didn't work well." And you just need to do what you're going to do better, you know, and that's, that's, that's tough. So that's tough, even as a veteran coach, I make those mistakes sometimes. Well, well, as a veteran, sometimes the disadvantage that you have is that you've done it too long, and you and I think this is something I suffered from, Matt. Um, you, you've done it too long, and you have too many ideas, you know? Yeah, and and one of the things that I really worked on was okay and and i kind of broke the 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 entire game basketball of of basically down to to 10 drills or 10 10 skills and i mean you know like three shooting passing ball handling well no crap you know uh that's that's three of the 10 okay and so as i went through all this stuff and as i was talking to all these coaches and all these other things you know basically i i made the decision that i'm not going to run a drill in practice unless it involves at least three of these 10 basic skills of the game. And, and if it doesn't, it, we can violate that for one skill, and that's shooting. And, and that's the only skill that will violate that, that rule to, to do it differently. But if it doesn't have three, at least three of those 10 concepts, then we're not doing a drill. Because um, we spent too much time just ball handling, 
and, and maybe we could have done ball handling with some passing. And that's my mistake as a coach, not coming up with creative enough stuff so that we were hitting right. those multiple skills. And, and again, kind of getting that opportunity to step back and go, okay, what, where do I really want to go? And, and so, um, you know, we're not just going to do a ball handling drill. We're, we're not just going to do a, a, a rebounding drill. We're, we're, we got to combine at least three of these things because, uh, with with the, the the sports science stuff is going to slowly creep down to our level just like everything else matt you know and kids yep, are yep. kids are going to practice less um um we're going to have less time with them the demands on their bodies are more and more than they've ever have been with with club and and, and uh, club activities okay. especially especially on the girls side um their, their academic responsibilities um these kids study a hell of a lot more than I ever studied, and uh, you've shut down two academic institutions and blew away a third. So I know they study a heck of a lot more than you ever did. Uh, but but uh, you know, we have to be really efficient with our time with the kids, and and every minute has to be accounted for. And I thought I did a pretty good job of that, but looking back on it, uh, my pretty good. I, I want it to be outstanding. I want it to be excellent. I don't want to be just be pretty good with that. I want to be outstanding with what we do. Absolutely. And so those are, I don't know, that those are some things, those are some thoughts that I've had and, and getting back into it. And, and those are some things that I learned over this time. I, you allowed me to hijack my own podcast, man. That's all right. I, learned, I, I, I like listening to you. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's go over one more thing with you because these folks can listen to me all the time. So let's go over one more thing with you, and then we'll call it a night. How about that? Um, uh, free throw shooting. Let's do that. Free throw shooting and practice. What are what are some ways other than just go shoot free throws and get a drink of water? What are some things that you guys do to to emphasize making free throws? I, I you know. High school girls basketball comes down to making layups and making free throws in large part. Um, so what are some things that you guys do to emphasize that really important offensive skill? Well, you know, you, you can't never do enough, it seems like, but then when you do too much, you think about it. And this is something that my assistants and I, we really discuss all the time because you want to find the best way. And there's there's a week where we don't shoot free throws in practice. We shoot so well. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's obviously not working on it. It was the best thing we ever did. Just really good game that you know Alex 
Snodgrass actually used it one of my camps this summer. Uh, I can't remember it, so I'm not going to really give you all the details. But that was one I was going to steal from her, where they they shoot free throws at a hoop, and they if they make the front end, they get to shoot again, and they can move to another hoop, something like that. I don't know what it was called, um, but I'm, I'm going to have to research that one because I, I think it was a good one, so it makes it more fun for the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, shooting, shoot or shoot, shooting is just a, it's about repetition for me, as many of those as possible. I probably don't schedule enough free throw shooting times in there, mm-hmm. but I try to get one one a day. Is that I mean, we do a lot of shooting girls, but the free throw shooting girls, I'm talking one every couple days. I like getting them tired. I mean, obviously, we'll put them on the line. You know, if you make it, you, you know, you could you don't have to run or you get a shoot again or whatever and then sometimes if you miss it uh, the whole team runs so we'll, we'll put them on the line put pressure on them because you know as well not about the pressure as much as anything yeah 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 and I think those two points are well taken shooting them under pressure and shooting yep. them when you're tired um, yep. you know and those are my biggest two yep gotcha gotcha Coach Kern social media when when the season rolls around and they want to find the popcorn pole of the of the best popcorn in in the the lands between, uh, how far west do you guys go? You guys go out to Kearney? Uh, we're going to North Platte this year. First year we've been to North Platte ever. So oh, we're okay. Go out to North Platte. That's a great pickup. I love. They're going to be tough. Uh, that's going to be a fun game to go play in their new gym. Mm-hmm. They're Lexington and Holdridge, um, but this year North Platte will be the farthest. Okay, so so the best popcorn along I eighty between North Platte and Omaha, because I'm assuming you probably come to Omaha at least once to play somebody. Um, yeah, we've got Ralston. Um, I know we had Elkhorn. Uh, we'll be, so we'll be in the region. <laughs> okay, all right. So if they want to find the popcorn pole, where do they go? I'm, I'm going to put that out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that is a uh, Coach Kern, uh, Coach underscore Kern Twitter thing, and I'll put it on our girls' basketball, your girls' basketball Twitter feed too, and then we'll, uh, we'll make sure we put that out there. That's for sure. And, and I would like a little bit of credit along the way. I don't ask for much. Since since you didn't no, have my since you didn't have my number in your phone, um. I, I did. You know what? I had a new. I, I thought about that. I had a new phone. I don't know what it was this, earlier this year, and I my, my my this is not made up. Either my daughter got a new phone, and all my contacts got erased when she synced with mine, and I lost everything. So I had to go back and look and ask. And mm-hmm. it was like, that's one of the most stressful things that can happen. And I didn't have a backup with Google. Oh, uh, yep, yep. I see how it is. I'm going to ask her about that too when we're talking about. Okay, that's that's going to be sprinkled in there when we talk about the Sheeflin plan and stuff like that. So, uh, Matt Kern from York, Nebraska. Matt, thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, if you hold the line here for a second, uh, you know we'll, uh, we'll we'll sign off here. But thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you coming on, my man. Thank you, sir. Always appreciate it. Yep. Uh, again, we want to thank COSAC Chiropractic for sponsoring the pod. If you're needing any chiropractic services, don't hesitate to call Dr. Kevin or Dr. Heidi at 402-964-0300. Follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin, uh, and we'll, fo- oh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, forward out maybe some, uh, some of the Orville Redenbacher uh, poll numbers here when we jump into the season as well. Uh, download, rate, and review the podcast if you're on iTunes or SoundCloud. Again, it's all about helping coaches hone their craft. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.
Com. It's been a, a privilege and a pleasure to have Matt Kern, the head girls basketball co- coach at York High School, on the podcast tonight. Coaches, as always, let's pray for peace, let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.